Well, good morning. I want to thank you so much uh, for joining us again in our series, Heart for the Church. And this week we have Pastor Ned. Uh, Ned has been on staff with us since March. Um, and, uh, and, and so Ned has been, uh, came on staff uh, to uh, be the campus pastor of our Barnesville campus yet to launch. And so I want to welcome uh, you, Ned. Um, what you guys don't know is Ned and I have actually known each other for man, well over 10 years, um, and he's been just a tremendous friend of mine and, and a great uh, co-laborer in the gospel. And so thank you so much for, for joining us this morning, Ned. Thank you, Pastor Steve. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, hey, so let's, let's uh, jump in uh, this morning. Okay, the one thing we have to get out of the way here, oh, yeah. probably, before we start, because uh, the one thing that I know that's on everyone's mind is, where do you get these groovy chairs? They are nice, aren't they? They, yeah. they, they are... Uh, uh, Amazon. Okay. <laughs> Amazon. Link is below. Link is below. Yeah, we'll go. Very yeah, good. that is the that is the most people are like. I love those chairs. I love those They're... chairs. Every time I watch, I can't They're wait nice to sit chairs. in one. Today's my lucky day. Indeed. Well, thank you. Uh, I'm glad you could uh, find yourself comfortable. Awesome. Good deal. <laughs> so, past the chairs. What's your heart uh, for the church? Well, one of the things is is that my memories of church are so fond. It was a place as a child that in the midst of my growing up seemed very safe, very encouraging. And really, when you take a look back at who you become and how you're shaped, uh, I was part of a loving church family that still impacts my life to this very day. It's what attracted me to not only be a part of a church, but even be a pastor. Hmm. And so my heart for the church is very deep. And I'm so thankful that we have a God who is not only the great creator, but also the great recreator. God is in the life-changing business. Hmm. And he's asked us to be a partner in that. And um, I can't think of any greater endeavor for all of us to be a part of than that. Hmm. That's really cool. Because we hear so often that, you know, people like their mixed feelings or mixed emotions about the yeah. church. And, uh, and, and so that's really, I think, just a special thing to hear people talk about their love for the church. Because, yeah, it is something that together, um, it is something really special. And God changes people. God right? does change people. And he's changing people right now. I mean, even as we're watching this, and I'll be watching this tomorrow morning with my wife, Margie. Yeah. Do people know that we tape this? <laughs> we tape Did this. I just break character? <laughs> we tape this on Saturday. Okay. But otherwise, it's pretty spontaneous. Um, so I'll probably be on my second cup of tea. Oh, and, and, and God will be changing our lives. He's changing our lives right now as we're watching this. I mean... Think of all the things that God gives us to change us. So he gives us the gospel and the good news. And think of how that has changed your life, how it's changed my life, Pastor Steve's life, that uh, Christ died for us, that God loved us so much, that through him we're forgiven and we're restored and we're redeemed. It just it changes our perspective. It changes our future. It changes our history. It changes everything. And we, together today, Online, we celebrate the gospel, and God's not only given us the gospel, he's given us his word, and we can know his mind, and we can know his will, and it, 
it's a wonderful, special, revealing gift that God has given. And the, the word changes us. And it's, it's important. There's the gospel, the word, and then the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. God actually gives us his presence to live in us and transform us. And then on top of that, uh, this morning we have a full worship and teaching experience that comes straight into our homes. And it feels like, boy, we have, you know, even in the midst of the COVID crisis, it seems like we have everything we need to change. And that God is still at work. And we celebrate that. Nevertheless, it does feel like something is still missing. And um, for me, I know, is that I miss being together. Because as much as the gospel and the word and the spirit and, and all of these things have contributed to change my life in Christ, I still think God did his biggest work through other people. And people who shared Christ's love and invested in my life and invested in my wife's life and my children's life. And, and that God still, I think, does his best work through people and has chosen to do that. So I know that we still miss that part mm. of things. Yeah. Yeah, so we have... So what I'm hearing you say, so, so God's changing these things. He's, he's changing us through the good news of Jesus Christ, right? The gospel that Jesus came, died for our sins, rose from the dead, gives us eternal life. That he has his, we have his word, um, which I, I love uh, what you talked about, uh, his word, and, and the indwelling Holy Spirit that is with us all the time. That seems like an amazing reality. And so, like, why would we go and complicate that? And why would we go and even... You know, you know, even make it more difficult with it by, by introducing other people. Because if there's one thing I know is that people are people-y, and people can act like people a whole lot. And so, um, you know, the, you, there's always the joke, right? Your church would be great if it wasn't for the people, right? Because we, we have all different kinds of walks of life, different people, all, you know, places, things, experiences, people saying just foolish things, or people saying, you know, so why would we complicate this beautiful personal faith that we have with, with putting people in it. You know, I've been doing this for 33 years, and that's the second most asked question that I've had as a pastor. That is true. And just so you get, the first is, where's the bathroom? Yes. It's, where's the bathroom? That's, that's the number most, one. As, How did as, you as know a, that? Uh, I've been a pastor now You've been for, a pastor for, 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 yeah, I don't know. Uh, you know, it's, it's the, it is the question that I think comes up a lot, and Right now, culturally, spirituality is in, but spirituality is oftentimes seen as something you know, personal and, and private and something that you kind of you know, keep to yourself, don't burden other people with it, you kind of form it around who you are. And before we get really down on things, I think that our movement has really contributed to that narrative. I mean, we talk a lot about uh, personal faith. We talk a lot about Jesus being our personal Lord and Savior, that we have our personal quiet time, that we have our personal journey and our personal walk. And so we're not 
you know, immune from this sort of thinking. And you combine that with the fact that overall in our culture and society right now, uh, organized religion and bringing people into it um, is not as popular or attractive. That sometimes it really causes a person to say, why, why would you complicate it with other people? I think we have to understand that when we bring other people into our lives, yes, it's hard. And yes, we lose some control. But at the same time, as God works in lives and builds lives and transforms lives, he works in the lives of people who have come into contact with community. And while accepting the gospel is a personal decision, the impact of the gospel as far as changing lives, homes, communities, states, counties, countries, the world, it happens in a group. Hmm. Now, Jesus said, this is my church, and he didn't use the word for building. He used the word, this is my group. This is my people. This is how things are going to change. Hmm. And so, as complicated as it might be, um, and as hard as it might be sometimes, I still think it's amazing, and it's where God does his best work. Because we can't, I, I, I was just thinking about like the fact that when Jesus started his earthly ministry, right, one of the first things he does is he gathers a group of people. Mm-hmm. And, and over and over and over again, he sends them out as people. He, he you know, even in times of great trial, he's with his people. Um, and, uh, and then after he ascends and goes back up to heaven, there's his people that are, are left, and these are my people. Um, we tend to be, I don't know, there's a lot of factors to this, and we don't have time to go into it, where we can be very scared of people and suspect of people. And um, we neglect the fact that, okay, that's potentially the negative side of it, but how marvelously God works through people, how essential it is to experience God's love by sharing it with others to be invested in other people's lives and to see the results and fruit of that. So before we get scared of each other, I think that we have to realize that not only do we need each other, but we are God's gift to each other. And he has chosen to assemble us together this way. Um, and like I said, I think it's where he does his best work. Hmm. That's That's... That's amazing. So let's let's talk a little bit about um, that. So um, you know, we you've had this experience that God has, you know, like does His best work. Like, where do you see this in Scripture of of being this together? Um, uh, why it's so important uh, to do that? Yeah, I thanks. Uh, there's lots of Scripture, but the the one that comes to mind is found in Hebrews 10, and I'm going to start with verse 19 and read through verse 25. Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain that is through his flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience 
and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. And what I love about this passage of Scripture is the writer of Hebrews reminds us of that personal gift that we have, the gospel, the good news, and that God is the source of our faith, and we can be assured in its truth and its effect. But at the same time, he also encourages us, don't keep it to yourself, okay? Now, in this passage of Scripture, the writer of Hebrews is concerned that people are going to fall away from their faith. And it's a real big concern. And his solution is, you need to get together, and you need to encourage each other, and you need to strengthen each other's faith, and you need to allow God to work in your life through other people in order not only to grow in your faith, but stay strong in your faith as well. Because there's a real danger when we completely withdraw to actually lose that faith. So again, so important for yeah. us to be together. Yeah, it really mm -hmm. dries up when we're isolated. And I think so, by yeah. ourselves. Because I don't think we're created to experience this in an isolated manner. Hmm. Yeah, so you, you've talked out of the scriptures, you know, don't, don't neglect, yeah. you know, the, you don't, don't forsake, you know, yeah. always keep meeting together, yeah. you know, as the habit of some. Um, I had a lot of conversations with people a lot about people like, well, I go out for a walk in the woods and that's like yeah, my church. Church of the great outdoors. Yeah, yeah. That, that's like my church. And I'm like, well, if church is a people, then no. Yeah. <laughs> like, like outdoors, you might have an experience, uh, a spiritual experience. Oh, you might have man, some great, yeah. wonderful times with the Lord, but that's not like, it's like I'm best with, I'm with my people when I'm alone and that this doesn't work. Um, and so, so we have this, and we see this, and you, you talked uh, back at the beginning of this, you were talking about um, your uh, experiences of growing up mm -hmm. in the church, and, and your love for the church, and, and what's, you know, what's special about the church. And so, that's obviously something that you've experienced, and so, what, what are some ways that being a part of the community, being mm -hmm. a part of the fellowship, the, the followers of Jesus, like, together? How's that blessed you and challenged you? Well, it's interesting, uh, this season of life that uh, my family has had recently, and this is pre-COVID, um, just barely, after a long protracted illness, uh, and really a tragic illness, my mother died. And I hadn't been back in my home church for many years. And uh, I was actually asked by my brother and my sister to do my mom's funeral, and I was honored to do so, and um, partly for selfish reasons, too, in that I always wanted to preach in that church. <laughs> so, so it was a lifelong ambition as well. I appreciate so, your honesty. Yeah, I always wanted uh, to be up there. I saw myself up there. Yeah, okay. Um, what was not expected during this experience is that back in the kitchen, uh, the men and women who are working on my mom's funeral lunch um, were my old youth leaders, and they were now pretty old. But when they were uh, your age, pretty young, 
they were investing their lives in the lives of our young people. And you come back 40 years later, and it was interesting that back in the kitchen, I'm going to be moved by this. Um, my old youth leaders wept. Because it wasn't lost on them that 40 years ago that they had invested their lives and prayed for these young people, not knowing how it was going to turn out, only by faith. And to experience that was marvelous. It inspires me to keep investing in people's lives. It, it's the same experience I wanted for my children, and I believe that they had in church. It's what I want for you. I want not only the opportunity to receive that kind of love and investment, but also to give it and to experience the joy and fulfillment of what that's about. And I just really believe that that happens together in church. And I've also, thank goodness, had enough honest brothers and sisters who have also been able to come up to me and tell me things need to change. There are things that in love we've observed and these things need to change in your life. And both of those, God is working to shape and transform in a safe and life-giving environment. And I don't know of other places that are quite like that and have that sort of promise. Hmm. Yeah, the promise of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that this will change your life. The promise and potential. Yeah. Wow. That's, I, I love that story of, of people laboring week in, week out, you know, every Wednesday night or Sunday night or whatever it is when you guys would gather together, you know, when you were younger. Or, and just people, you think about like in the mundane, the, the January you know, it's 20 below, I don't want to go out and do this, and yet I'm going to go do this, I'm going to be faithful. And then to see their labors, the, the fruit that it bared in your life. You know, I just, I, I just think about like Wednesday after Wednesday or Sunday after Sunday, people just going about this, and yet that produces in us something really profound. And that's a faith issue. Mm-hmm. To, because we can ask about church, we can say, well, what am I getting to get out of it? You know, or we can even get in the car and say, yeah, you know, the music was fair, I, and the sermon was okay, yeah. or it was awesome, or it was great, or we, we can go week to week like that. That, that. That's not what we're talking about in a church and community experience at all. We're, we're here to be in the presence of God, to be transformed by God, and used by God as transforming agents in Moorhead, Fargo, Clay County, and the world. And... We do that by faith, not knowing exactly what we're going to get out of it. Um, I'm thankful for my youth leaders in our experience because they did get something out of it. It was 40 years later. Yeah. But they did. And that our reward is with Jesus, folks. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to, to be able to see that, though, that God would be so kind to give them the opportunity to see it. And, and just for us to just be thinking about, like, I, that's why I love uh, sitting, sitting down with, with other believers and just be reminded again, like, remind me again why, why this is important and why we need to do this and why this is, because when life gets hard, it's the, the last thing we want to do sometimes. Yeah. And, and uh, just even sit down and just go, yeah, you, talking about, like, your church that you grew up in um, and just going, yeah, there's, there's hope 
for us here at Ignite, that we'll, we'll keep laboring and see things that we... The best is yet to come, folks. And that's why, you know, I'm going to be as comfortable as anyone else Sunday morning, nibbling on a caramel roll, okay? <laughs> and it's pretty cool. And uh, Pastor Chris and your team has really put together a great production. They're amazing. It, they They're are amazing. amazing. And, and Rob and everybody, just really cool. Um, but I want us today to promise each other to come back. We need each other. Now, we're not going to come back again until it's safe and until it's sanctioned, but we will be back together again. And I want us to be able to make that promise to each other right now. We look forward to how God is going to change us together, and that time will come. And really, until that point, life groups are still available to us. You know, the technology has been kind of amazing yeah. because I'm old enough to have been through a few crises, and this is the first one where we have this much electronic access to each other. Yeah. Um, and nevertheless, even though we have all of this technology, um, you can do things kind of old school, too. And as I want to encourage all of us, we can encourage someone we're only a phone call away. And if you're like me and we miss folks and wonder how they're doing, we've got each other's number. We can start connecting. We don't have to wait until Marcus Theater says we can, you know, or whatever. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I think that um, there are things we can do right now and look forward to in the future. Yeah, that's been a huge encouragement to my soul. This, this time has been people just calling and just two-minute phone call. Hey, just want to check in, see how awesome. you're doing. Um, the hope cards. Yeah. <sighs> Lifesavers. Yeah. That's a good. church, man. It's a church. It's what we do. We're a people. <laughs> We're a people. Yeah. We're a people. So, well, thank you so much, uh, Ned, uh, this morning. Just really, really appreciate you um, sharing your heart the encouragement that, that you've given me and given our church. Um, and I just wonder if you, could, if you could close us out in prayer. That would be uh, phenomenal. Well, thank you, Pastor Steve. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for your spirit. We thank you for inspiring us through your word. And we thank you for the opportunities that we have to grow, to help others, to receive direction, and to become the person that Jesus died for, the person you're recreating. I pray, Lord God, that you give us patience during this time, and yet prepare us in our hearts and in our minds and in our spirits for the great things you have waiting for Ignite Church. Lord God, bless this wonderful day of worship. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.